Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Casey Cairo Pulse, the podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants. We're so glad you're here today. And Troy, you are you you've always got the ideas for what we're going to talk about. So I'm just going to flip it right to you, um, my good friend, Dr. Troy Fox. So Troy, take it away. Yeah. So I get a lot of emails, and for those of you that that haven't heard the email address or looking, how can I get a hold of him? Troy at CatsConsultants.com. So if you want to get a hold of me, it's a very simple email address. Ask me any question. So we've had several people that have asked this question. This is this is uh, multiples of people that wanted to know more about you, Dr. Perush. Oh, and good I thought, Lord. Well, what, a, what a great time to interview you and ask you a few questions because, you know, as a consultant that has worked in the industry for a number of years and helped a lot of high-profile chiropractors <laughs> over the years, we kind of want to know how in the heck did all this happen? Like a great watchmaker, I want to know what makes the watch tick at this point. <laughs> so I'd, I'd really like to go all the way back and say, Dr. Perush, where did this all start? What did you do before chiropractic and what kind of led you to chiropractic? That's really my first question. Well, it, you know, looking backwards, Troy, it was really kind of an interesting journey. Um, I, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of us, when we were kids, we, you know, mowed a couple of yards and those kind of things. Well, I kind of took it to the next level and in high school actually had uh, about 90 yards that we mowed and I had four guys that worked for me and we had trailers full of equipment and mm-hmm. just really kind of took it to the next level. And, you know, I was making great money. We'd, we'd get up in the mornings on days when it would snow and we'd have a whole bunch of driveways lined up to, to go shovel. And mm-hmm. um, so it was, I was just always in that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that was in part because my father was an entrepreneur. My father owned a a, a very large engineering firm and mm. uh, was very successful. And so he just kind of instilled that whole idea in me. Um, you know, it was funny. I got introduced to chiropractic actually when I was real early on in high school. I was a freshman mm-hmm. or sophomore and uh, I got hurt. And uh, my, my father took me to an orthopedic surgeon mm-hmm. who said, ah, yeah, you're probably never going to play again. And oh, wow. My, dad had been a chiropractic patient for years and Mm -hmm. took me to his chiropractor. And within two weeks I was back playing sports again. And I just, I just kind of fell in love with how chiropractic worked. Wow. What a testament. And how many times have we heard a story just like that? Yeah. I think that's fantastic. It makes me smile because as chiropractors, sometimes we pull the miracle move in just a couple of weeks time. So that's cool. So your, your introduction to chiropractic was one of grandeur. You're like, whoa. Oh, it was like fireworks going off at New Year's Eve. It was, you know, cool. I just thought, wow, this is, this is totally amazing. Right. But at that right. point, my, my mindset wasn't really focused on going a, a healthcare route. Um, right. You know, I was so entrenched in business and business was interesting to me. So yeah. I, went on, I went off to college and, um, I went to University of Texas, the mm-hmm. Harvard of the South, as they call it. Um, and we're sorry about that. <laughs> well, those of us from Kansas anyway are sorry. So right. All right, well, I digress, so go ahead. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sorry you can't beat us in football. But, <laughs> um, True. When, when I got to Texas, I Texas had a lot of really interesting degree combinations. Uh-huh. And so I actually got my degree in advertising, marketing, and finance. So mm. just kind of a 
a, an interesting wrap of business, um, kind of right. specializations in business. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I was actually going to go to law school because I wanted to be a business lawyer. And my uh. roommate walked in one day and said, hey, I just interviewed with this guy on campus. I, I know you're wanting to go to law school and I'd already been accepted. He said, but you got to go meet this guy. He's just like you. In fact, he reminds me a lot of your dad. Just mm -hmm. go meet him. You need to learn some interviewing techniques anyway. And he kind of pushed me out the door to go interview this guy. Right. And he was right. I mean, this guy and I just absolutely hit it off. Mm -hmm. And he said, Michael, I want to hire you. And he slid a piece of paper across the desk with a salary amount. Right. And I about passed out. I thought he had right. an, I thought he had an extra zero in there. Right, right. So I thought to myself, okay, I'll go do this for a couple of years and right. I'll sock some money away and then I can go back to law school and not have any student loans. So this doesn't just happen on the movies. This is a true story. This, this is, is true I mean, story. this is the kind of stuff movies are made of. I love it. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, you've sucked me completely yeah. in now. You're now good. we got the piece of paper sliding across the desk. All right, man. Yeah. What's next? What happened next? So um, I went into the investment banking business and wow, okay. uh, I, I actually worked for a Wall Street firm and uh -huh. our group, it's, it, it was called Direct Investments. It, that, that kind of stuff's not really around anymore. After the stock market crash in the late 80s, it, it kind of went right. away. But um, what we did was we designed portfolios, investment portfolios for mm -hmm. large institutional investors. So okay. they would tell us they needed this risk level and this rate of return, <clears throat> and we'd put it together for them, get mm -hmm. their buy-in to it, and we'd put together huge pools of, of mm -hmm. funds, $100 million, $250 million. We did mm -hmm. a $500 million one one time, and the institutional investor would buy half of it, and then we would teach the stockbrokers how to sell the other half to their investors. Ah, okay. So I, I covered a real small territory. If you can picture Orange County, California, all the mm -hmm. way over to Washington, D.C., <clears throat> I covered everything south of that line except for Florida. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was on the road <clears throat> yeah. every single day. I right. would oftentimes be gone for a week or two at a time. Um, and right. I'll, make, I'll make that part of the story short, but I got to meet some amazing people. Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. Michael Eisner, who was a former CEO of Disney. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was in New York all the time uh, doing things and, and working there part of the time. I, during that time, lived in Dallas, but I also spent time in Chicago and Atlanta. So I got this really massive amount of business experience, kind of like drinking from a fire hose, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. all at once. And here I was thinking I'd do it for a couple of years and go back to law school. 11 years later, I was still doing it. Right, right. And by that time, I had really socked away some great money. And that industry was really changing. And so I was trying to figure mm -hmm. out, you know, maybe I want to do something next. And I thought I was going to start a new business. And I got to looking around and actually during that time, went to my chiropractor because I was still going mm -hmm. for chiropractic adjustments. And he said, why don't you go to chiropractic school? Yeah. I'm like, me? be a doctor. Yeah. yeah. And so I started looking into it and I thought, wow, this really kind of makes sense. I love chiropractic. It's amazing. And when I looked at the business opportunity after school, post-education, I thought, wow, this is the panacea. This is the greatest thing since individually wrapped sliced cheese. I got to do this. Right. Right. So I did. And 
I, it, it was like I slid into a, a tub of melted butter. It just mm-hmm. fit. And right. everything I did in chiropractic, I just, I enjoyed it more. And I got really involved. You and I had a mutual friend that got re- me really involved in the ACA and yep. I became the national uh, student chair of the ACA. So I got to go to all the colleges and meet all kinds of students and doctors. And mm-hmm. you know, I just really got a, a major insight of the backside of chiropractic. And during that time, I met Dr. Katz. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Dr. Katz tells the story better than I do. But um, after he got done speaking one time, he didn't know me at this point. <clears throat> and I walked up and I shook his hand and he bent down on the edge of the stage and said, uh, hi, Michael, it's nice to meet you. And I said, you know, Dr. Katz, I really enjoyed your presentation today. And someday I want to be up there on stage speaking with you. And he just yeah. kind of laughed and I kind of laughed and I went back and my wife said, what were you talking to him about? And I told her, I said, I wanted to be a speaker with him. And, you know, I got the elbow in the side. Why are you bothering him? And Right. And the funny thing is, a year later, I was. David and I just formed a really solid friendship. And a year later, I started teaching and coaching for, for CATS management. And um, right. then, you know, the rest really is kind of history. You know, I've been, so I've been in, I've been in consulting basically all my professional life. Right. Um, right. From the time I was about 22 after college until uh, now. So, so um, let, let me ask you a question about yeah. this then, because we've kind of come a long ways through this. And, and I wanted to inter- interject one thing as well. You and I met way back when. I didn't really know your history. And so here's the thing. I look at and hear your story, and I'm thinking, wow. Now, here's what's interesting, folks. If you, if you knew Mike back in the day, um, you would think to yourself, okay, here's the wolf of Wall Street, right? Okay, so he's been in this <laughs> lifestyle, this busy, going to New York, flashy, we've seen it on the movie, stockbroker lifestyle. Mike was the most laid back person when I met him, wanted to know more, wanted to learn more. When we were in practice, uh, challenging each other on a regular basis, there was never this big ego driven, I've been a stockbroker, you know, I'm kind of an, I'm kind of an important thing. Mike is, Mike has always been what I would call a student of the profession, trying to learn how it works and how you can make it work better. So anyway, that's my pitch for you because I thought it was great, but I want to ask you, so you came in with Dr. Katz and you started working with Katz, uh, Katz consulting or Katz management management, back in the day. Yeah. I want to know, because you've jumped in the middle of this, and I know Dr. Katz himself has given you, literally, uh, he's handed the torch. Not only has he handed it to you, he's, he's handed it with a commendation and said very glowing things about you. I want to know what, se- you know, several things. I'm not going to hold you to two or three like I, like I did, uh, you know, last time we were on the podcast. I said, tell me three things. What I want to know is your short list what are some things that you've done that you believe have been really beneficial in the consulting world that, that you've integrated into CATS Consulting? Well, I, I'm, a guy that, I'm, a, I'm the guy that always has his eyes wide open. I'm always looking at how things work, function, what's happening behind the scenes. And, and as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a major junkie of the news. And it's not just watching the news. I like to pick the news apart. And what does that story mean? And I'll research it. And I think that gives us the ability to be very innovative 
as well as very visionary and really looking forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, when, when the pandemic hit, um, we were already preparing practices prior to that for changes that were coming Correct. in the economy and, and, and what we saw coming. So it wasn't really a major shift and pivot for a lot of our doctors when, when COVID hit. And that's why they've all done so well. But, uh, well, and I thought your I thought your approach to that when COVID hit as well was very unique, and it was very hands on. Uh, you immediately jumped in and said, "Not only are we going to have our normal weekly talks that we do with clients, there were times that we we were meeting on a daily basis, at least behind the scenes, if not sending information out to our clients on a daily basis." And I thought. Wow, that is so hands-on, jumping in the middle to make sure that our clients felt comfortable with the process. So I thought you had a real visionary approach to that, too. You didn't just sit back and go, well, let's wait for the government to tell us what we're going to do. You literally were watching the news, getting on websites, reading uh, and then we were jumping on we were jumping on calls with people and going, hey, here's, here's what you need to do. Yeah. And so I thought your approach to that was, was very, what I would call uh, old school hands-on approach. You know, we want to talk a lot about virtual stuff and I can be online and I can talk to you from a thousand miles away, but man, your hands-on approach, I, I just thought it was fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. And that, that really is kind of the root of, of how we function. We're very hands-on. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why we kind of have an exclusive group of clients. We don't, we don't take on a whole bunch of clients every month. My vision of how you help people is to be right there every time they need you, not just once a month for a periodic check-in call that lasts 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get in there, roll up our sleeves and, and, and do some work together. So, you know, I think that's just born out of the environment that I was brought up in, in investment banking right. along the way. That makes you sense. Know, that's what we did. And so mm-hmm. I, I just have brought all that. I, I just, I call it real business strategies. I've just brought mm-hmm. business into chiropractic because I see chiropractic as a business. And unfortunately, okay. far too often, I think we're mesmerized by, oh, all you have to do is get new patients to come in the door or, all you have to do is talk to some PI attorneys or we're a profession that has a tendency to try to manage through binoculars. And so we miss mm-hmm. a lot and yeah. we've got to really be able to open up our vision and run our practices like a business. And that what that it's that foundational principle that makes practices sustainable. And I love what we're able to do as a group. Uh, you know, the, literally you as as the corner post of, of Cats Consulting at this point, but Marissa, myself, Patrick, Dr. Katz, we all kind of jump in there and bring knowledge to the table. So what we try to do, uh, have you ever tried to build a table with one leg? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work very well. Not very so, well. well what we try to do is put as many legs underneath you as we can. And sometimes that might be three legs. That'd be a bare minimum probably. Right. But sometimes we got six or eight legs on that table. I mean, you know, that's really a thing that was, that was born out of your desire. And I believe also David Katz's desire to make practices run as a great, great business 
and become an integral part of their communities. And I, and yep. I think that you've really done that. So I think it's fantastic to hear about some of the neat things that you've done and, and really enjoyed interviewing you today and finding out that not only uh, is Dr. Perush, and I don't know if that's a good term to call him the Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe we'll call him, maybe we'll, probably, maybe not. The, uh, what was that guy's name? Belfort? Yeah, that something is, like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, which he does. He has a lot of books and stuff about how to be successful now, but I think he might have had a uh, life of what you would call extreme excess, it sounded like. So I don't think you were quite that extreme, but I think no. you learned an awful lot about A, how big businesses work, and B, how to manage practices from a standpoint of looking at it as a business, which is really neat. Yeah. And how to take, how to take a business, a small business and make it function like a big business Mm -hmm. and how to take a small income stream and really grow it so that doctors go home and sleep at night. They're, they're comfortable, they're happy, and they're not always just stressed over what's the next gimmick I got to do in my practice to make it grow. So it's just real sound business strategies. That's, that's what we do. That's awesome. Well, thanks for letting us interview you today. And I'm sure people will have more questions as as a result of this. Honestly, I would not be surprised. So if you have have more questions, Troy at catsconsultants.com, feel free to email me and ask me any other questions. And we may find your question on the next podcast. Yep. Troy's the question guy. So keep sending those in. And I, I didn't, I had no idea I was going to be the topic of conversation (laughs) today. So I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Casey Cairo Pulse podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants. We're always helping you keep your pulse on success. So from all of us at Cats Consultants, stay informed and stay well adjusted. We'll see you soon.